Wake up in the morning after the weekend to get an update on the NRL. Me legal counsel. Wake up in the morning after the weekend to get an update on the NRL. My legal counsel. It's of the weekend scandals on Monday. A story from Jack about a urinal. My legal counsel. Welcome back to Legal Council, coming at you live from a beautiful Sydney Portier Sunday afternoon, 9th of May, Mother's Day. We are bearing witness to another exciting, entertaining round of footy. Some cracking games last week. I really enjoyed Super Saturday. I think there's a lot to break down there. Um, some classic material coming out of Wagga and another great derby in the North Queensland uh, up in North Queensland. As always, coming to us live from Melbourne, Victoria, one test Thunderino and two times controversially axed ex Hong Kong Rugby League board member Jack. How's it going? Yeah, good, mate. <clears throat> a bit chilly down here this morning, but um, yeah, it's actually Mother's Day too, which I've, I'm notorious uh, for not celebrating it. Um, but I don't celebrate Father's Day either, so I guess I got that. But this, I just booked a. Um, a table at a winery or vinery or whatever you want to call it today, just to you can call keep, it vinery if you like. Yeah, keep the the devil the the mumsy devils off my back. So I uh, conveniently booked that in at eleven thirty a.m. and <laughs> they have uh, you know it's a they said two hour max seating, so should be about thirty three minute drive from home. I might be able to get out there before one twenty-seven p.m. Say, and then we're in in time for the Warriors. So you're basically going to be hurrying mum, family out the door. You're going to be probably getting a speeding ticket on the way home. You you don't want to let on during the lunch or the trip there or back that you've got league to watch two thirty. You just want that to get home and then go. Oh, just throw that TV on and say, oh, I didn't realise the Warriors won because if you if you've got that ulterior motive. You could ruin that lunch. If that ulterior motive is running through the yeah, lunch, yeah, yeah. you're but gone. It's a next two hours sitting. So, I mean, worst case, I'm going to miss the yep. five minutes at the start. Like, uh, a few people sort of gave me feedback about my quote on last week's show that Mumsy said, I know, how do I know everything about league but nothing about her? Mm-hmm. Well, I've actually advised her to download, you know, the ICS, you know, there's that ICS file that you can link to your Outlook or whatever, or your. Your um your calendar, and you can actually get them, and it has every uh Warriors game. It puts in your calendar, and then she can do like a a three day or something alarm, so it lets you know exactly what time the Warriors will be playing that week. I mean, that's practicality, isn't it? It makes a lot of sense, and I think that you could probably go one step further in the NRL. Um, NRL app needs to probably do something for the the wives and the mothers out there. Is give them notifications when the Warriors are losing or the Warriors lose or maybe there's like a red alert when the Warriors blow an 18 to 20 point lead and this is going to determine the mood of of your rugby league partner out there Um, they can can step it up 
I actually had a, a colleague of ours, which you know, you'll know quite well, Matthew Leakes, mm. actually, and he was a big spreadsheet man, big contributor on spreadsheetbanter.com. Um, a man after my own heart. Yeah, quite, and quote me, he actually um, started tracking and measuring his wife's menstrual cycles on a spreadsheet form to, and I mean, that is actually what a husband or yeah, mm. partner at the time to go into that detail to change his sort of uh, tactics around what time of the month or what. Wow. Interesting. I'm, I'm sure, was Leaksy behind the infamous Mighty Duck Club spreadsheet, the Duckworth Lewis, the Duckworth Muir system? The Duckworth Muir system, yeah, the black box. So I had a lot of visual basic programming behind it. So it was very difficult to hack for other uh, duck clubs to find the secret to our success. You probably want to get that on the blockchain these days, Leaksy. Um, okay, so talking about Mother's Day, it just made me think, famous rugby league mums, there's, there's one shot from me that always sticks with me and it was after a, a state game in 1992 I believe and it's Benny Elias is bloodied, is running down his face, New South Wales have just won a, a state game and his mum's just hugging him and she, she's got she's got a blatant disregard for blood and it's just all over her face and that's a real enduring memory of a, um, of a rugby league mum, the great Benny Elias' mum. Also recently Isaiah Papali, who his mum is actually came out of retirement and playing women's NRL at the same time as her son's playing NRL. Yep, she's a gal, a gazelle. Um, the other ones are worth mentioning in terms of, <clears throat> like recently, Payne Haas's mum mm. and David for oh, that's David's dad. Sorry, but also <clears throat> I want to give now, a Payne shout. Haas's mum is she's had a little bit of problems in and out of jail, as has, as I learned recently, Nico Heinz's mum. Really? Mm. Yeah, she used, she used to go to and from the uh, the Civil War um, establishment wow. often. So the other one I was thinking of uh, in terms of rugby league mums, there's one is Jared Haynes' mum, which yes. she seems quite nice like on the 60 Minutes show. Mm. And I look, I can't... I, the poor woman, you can't blame her for what's happened. But then you go on the other side of the scale and you got to talk about the Morris boys' mum. Mm. I've never met, but they did bring up some very good twins, didn't they? Oh, absolutely. Just my love for the Morris boys have grown every single year. Um, that mum's done a great job. And let's be honest, we've missed probably the most famous rugby league mum of the last 10 years, Julie Burgess, and what she's done with those four oh, beautiful... Burgess boys, the big fucking specimens that they are. Hats off to Julie on Mother's Day. I'm sure that Rusty, that's, I mean, that's one of the biggest rugby league mysteries out there is has Rusty and Julie um, had a couple of sets of six off the field? Yes or no? Yeah. That might be a poll. You're going to maybe judge Julie, Judy or Julie. Judy. It would be around her. Did she. Uh, enforce maybe road rules enough with the Burgess boys because mm. um, Sam's speeding and use of mobile phones while in charge of a vehicle has leaves a lot to be desired. Mm. Um, all right. Happy Mother's Day to all the rugby league mums out there. I mentioned earlier about getting an alert when your team blows a lead, but no one is blowing leads. Quite 
astonishingly like the Canberra faders at the moment. And the, the depressing thing at the moment is that Rugby League NRL 360, it's a, it's a magazine league show that you love it and you hate it. You hate it because it's just, it could be so much better than it is. It's full of just fucking empty brain fuckwits from the, from the news limited media. And they're all connected to Ricky Stewart. So last week, literally... Oh, you very well said why you hate it. Can you explain why you love it as well? Because it's got rugby league on during a weeknight. Like, how am I supposed to turn away from that? How often after you've had a tough day oh. at the office? Stuff, and I just, if it's not, if it's either Monday night, Tuesday night or Wednesday night, the nights that we aren't blessed to have rugby league on screens, you just walk in the door and you're like, okay, I've sort this shit out, get the kids to bed, and then I can get in front of rugby league 360 and just turn off my brain yeah like yeah that's basically what it is it's just l- using your eyes and letting league into your eyes and into mm. your brain without having to do any thinking osmosis by league basically and you don't know you're doing it half the time but it always gets my blood boiling because it could be so good if they just got the right personalities on that show i think we've talked about that enough so last week all they talked about is ricky stewart who's great mates with paul kent so they never have a go at ricky Josh Hodgson, who also works for Fox Sports, they continually to say how good he is and when he comes good, the Raiders will come good and blah, blah, blah. You can't take it seriously. But this week, after all that shit, I'm thinking, okay, the Knights and Walker, dry track. The Knights, looking up and down at the Knights team, that's another conversation. They just don't look good. Uh-huh. And the faders got up to 16-0. Looked pretty decent. And the Knights just looked like they had nothing. And then coming out of half time, the Raiders didn't score another point. And the Knights went on a 24-16 run. Mate, what is wrong with the Faders? Because if you look at their side... 24-point run. Yeah. What's wrong with them? Oh, it's got to be mental, doesn't it? <clears throat> and this was something that the fate... I mean, they had the name Faders a couple of years ago from lacking the... Oh, I don't know what it is, the, the, the same thing. Um, oh, that's a million-dollar question. I mean, George Williams is homesick. You mentioned during the game, let you say, that he's fallen off a cliff. Mm. He was doing some all right stuff like yesterday, but I think if you're homesick, you're homesick, right? Like, he's probably... His heart's not in it. Mm. Uh, it's just like like anything in life. When you try too hard, mm. things don't go your way. But, <clears throat> I mean, Kronk said yesterday, which I sort of believe with, is that if it honestly isn't off-field, mm. then the footy side of things is actually, I think Kronk was right, should be quite easy to fix. Like, they are playing good football for 40 minutes. Mm. Going from forty to eighty minutes probably isn't isn't as hard an issue as like you know sorting out to Pina's mumsy. Mm. Good call, actually, from Kronk. They've lost in the last five weeks. They've lost ninety three eight in second halves, and they've obviously dropped all those games. Um, I can't ignore that stat. There has <clears throat> that stat. There's got to be some like. There's got to be some fitness type issue that was not done at the back end of the preseason or something like that. It's mental like what you said though. Like George Williams, who I think he's fallen off a cliff, he did do a couple of nice things yesterday. But if someone is saying that they are homesick and it's a tough position for the Raiders to be in because they need to manage that asset 
They can't just give George Williams away and not get anything back, despite the fact that they might not want him. And he's still an asset. And if you're running a club, you've got to get something back for that asset. So whether it's a, a trade or someone, which everyone in the UK will want George Williams. George Williams wants to be back in the UK. I don't blame him. I think he's got a baby on the way, COVID happening, etc. Wigan and Warrington are sniffing around, apparently. <laughs> yeah, and apparently every club has been offered up Gareth Woodup, who, look, I don't think he's the Gareth Woodup that we used to know, but at least it's some sort of asset. So I, I don't know what the Raiders are going to do, but I'd drop him right now. I wouldn't play him. I'll be playing Sam Williams, and I'll be saying to um, Jack Whiten, who I think looks really good right now, but he's just... I don't know, he's not, probably hasn't got the keys, completely got the keys to the team. I'd say, Sam Williams, you're just one of those guys that just kicks and passes, you know, puts your guy, and just say, Jack, it's your team, mate, run it. And I think that's the Raiders' best chance of getting out of it. But as you say, they're still playing well in the first half, so there's some good football in there. But the faders... I mean, she could be the dogs. <clears throat> I mean, there's no way coming from that, is there? What's that, sorry? I mean, it could be worse. You could be the dogs. Oh, we yeah. don't even play good for any minute of the game. The thing with the faders, the Raiders, at the moment, so they've won three and lost six. And their points mm. difference is only minus 36. Um, and they're two points off the eight. So, fuck. It doesn't take much to come back for them, does it? it all of this stuff about how bad they're going and losing five straight, it doesn't take much for them to come back. Yeah, and they're like like rugby league, the game, the eighty minutes neat is a game of momentum. So is the season, right? Um, and at the end of the day, it's, it's sometimes it's hard to get through your head, but the two points are worth the same in round one as they are in round five. So if you do start, look, it's just hard to play catch up, right? Because you don't want to have to look at your draw and look up and go, oh, I've got some momentum. Oh, fuck, we've got the Panthers this week. Mm. Absolutely. Well, the, well, the, well, sports bets still have the Raiders as sixth price favourite, equal with Manly. So despite the fact that those two teams are 11th and 12th, the punters yeah. still think that they're capable of coming back. Um, ahead of and those the, other teams ahead of them anyway. Who, who and you know what? If I was throwing any serious money on them, on a, either of those teams, I'd be doing a decent study of the draw, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, because sometimes you just get the season from hell, don't you? You, you have something yeah. that doesn't go your way early, and then, for all we know, because the Raiders have been losing to teams that they should beat, for all we know, yeah. the Raiders, and we should know this, could probably have Panthers, you know, Storm, Roosters, Eels, back-to-back. And then uh, they're like, Fuck. Totally, I know, look, I know exactly what you mean. So I was just even going to look it up if you talked about yeah, well, you, keep talking, you, you find that draw for me. Um, there is, well, there was a nice moment last night where I think that Tapanay and Ricky in the sheds looked as though they were getting on. Look, Rick's a players coach. We know that. He's going to go. Um, okay, go so Raider, Raiders have got dogs. When? Dogs away. So dogs. Oh, that's at um, Magic. Magic. Mm-hmm. Storm. Ouch. Roosters. Ouch. Broncos, Dragons. Okay, well, I mean, the Roosters without half their team, you know, if they could easily win three of those, three of the next four, and then they're back. It's the Storm team that's just beaten uh, Rabbitohs by 50-0 due to the Raiders team. Like, mm. they could absolutely 
Mm. But the like the confidence not yeah, anyway. So it's I still don't think it's ideal that you know even yeah, that they should be the dogs though. So Ricky wasn't Ricky was obviously measuring the the mood in the room because the the Raiders looked as though they'd just been at a funeral. So Ricky was pretty subdued. But it made me think. So first half when they were down by sixteen nil, um, Adam Adam Elliott Adam Elliott. Adam O'Brien, Knights coach, notorious for a spray and losing his shit, was going nuts. And he was throwing shit. Or in the sheds. In the box. um, But I saw some footage of him losing it in the shed the other day. And I'm thinking, if you're a player, you know, Adam O'Brien is a relatively young coach at NRL level. Some of these guys have been around a lot longer than he has. Do you think in order to deliver an effective spray at NRL level, you at least have to have some runs on the board. Like, do you have to have one a comp to deliver a spray that is actually going to have some um, to have some impact? And do you think that the moment that cameras have gone into sheds over the last ten or fifteen years have meant that coaches think that they have to give a spray more when their teams are down? Uh, the first answer to your question is no. <clears throat> um, of course, you don't need to have won the premiership to give him a spray. Um, you know, and Adam O'Brien's been on the he hasn't he's been like an assistant for premierships, I'm sure. So yes, yep. then, I guess what you're saying is, do they have to give a spray more? Um, I don't know. Uh, I mean, all well, I, I know are is- they under pressure because the the public want to see? Fuck, they must be pissed off. And rugby league coaches are now renowned in the last five or six years, probably led by Bellamy and Hasler, because um, because Bennett's never been a great, you know, he was never a sprayer of men. Um, but Bellamy and Hasler from the 2010s, they were legendary sprayers, and it spawned off love childs like Maguire um, and Flanagan's a notorious sprayer. And I feel I mean, like Adam I- O'Brien's that next generation of sprayer. So I, I didn't see the images of him spraying, but I did notice they went to the sheds after the Raiders and focused on Ricky, mm. and Ricky was at least, like, he was just, he looked like his dog had died, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But one thing to give Ricky is that, you know, going a little bit off subject here, but, I mean, I just cannot fucking stand Luke Brick, Brooks because he has that fucking same expression on his yeah. face. With his one six, which he's never won sixty nil, or he loses fucking eighty nil. Yeah, like at least with Ricky Stewart, if you're a Raiders man, you know he fucking cares. Yeah, like it's yeah. just there on his face. Yeah, and he is standing by his players. And I mean, even so, I've always wondered. So, do you ever give a spray? Like, I'm I'm a big fan of the spray after full time. Yes, because yeah. that doesn't happen enough. No, I think I think that you see. Oh no, actually no. I think I think yeah. More halftime sprays are more um are more frequent, aren't they? I think yeah. from what I have always heard about Bennett is he makes a huge because because he's such a subdued character, um, and his words become so much more powerful because he doesn't say things as much as you know as much as other people do, and it becomes like the boy who cries wolf with Madge. Oh, here we go. Here's another spray. Like the impact that it has. Um, there was a video on NRL 360 during the week when Hasler was spraying and Tommy T was on the bike. 
Did you see that? Yeah. And then he turns that, around yeah. and looks at like it happened at the same time. Then like one of the members of staff, it looked like he was a kit man or a ball boy or something, turns around and like looks at Tom Trubovich at the same time, and they had like the smile, almost like a wry smile on their face. Classically um, I, banter. I saw that. Yeah. But back to Bennett, I think he does more just like. He won't turn up at a half time. If, if his team gets flogged, then he won't come out. So the assistant coach will come out and I'll go, oh, fuck. Wayne fuck. is fucked off. Wait, wait. It's just those little, those little things. Yeah, I know. Mind games of, a, of, a, um, of the master coach. Um, yeah. Yesterday, like you, you looked at yesterday and you're like, Oh, I don't know if I can get super excited about Raiders, Knights, Tigers, Titans, and Cowboys, Broncos, but fuck me, entertainment. It smelled like <clears throat> um to me. It smelled a lot of desperation. Mm. Um, I knew some of the footy probably wasn't going to be the highest level, like you're watching Roosters mm. and but the, every game had desperation in some way or form. Mm. Um. Just I want to tie a bow on that Raiders Knights game. He had an awful first half, and it made me think. Kalen Ponga. I was just thinking. I don't know if we know how good this guy can be because he's just wasted in just a dog average team. You take out Ponga out of that team, and just what would they be? Would they be the wooden spooners? <clears throat> like you're looking around and just. Yes, there's there's a there's a scattering of quite exciting players like Brad and Best and that, and there's some there's some good aging stars, your Clemmers, your Frizzells and that. But I just think that I don't think the peak of this club, I don't think the Knights can ever really ever challenge the top four. And if you're saying that about your team, you're like fuck. I think Ponga needs to get out of Newcastle. He's wasting his way, his best years. It's not a good situation. I don't see that Knights side ever challenging. And if you're a guy with you know the potential and the talent is you know it's unquestioned it's whether the application's there if he gives a shit enough before he's going to go off to Rara and maybe he doesn't but that's the it's salary that's the salary cap like you could all say like fuck, I, get, I, know, I know you're probably not one of those guys saying oh the fucking the Penrith are so much better than the dogs like wanting Penrith and dogs to draw basically like the salary cap will mean that players of Ponga's ilk uh, at the Newcastle Knights and that's got to be you know good for the game at the end of the day like otherwise if, if Ponga could just pick and choose mm. he'd be at the Roosters mm. playing six like mm. it's look it, and uh, I'm not Ponga's biggest fan um, and I feel as though whatever they're paying him whether it's a million a year or just under mm. he's probably not quite worth that because he doesn't or he's not worth that because he doesn't actually I don't feel he makes the other players around him better, like other players of that sort of uh, magnitude of pay range. So, and yeah, there's always that rah-rah hanging. I know it. I can tell that's hanging over his head. And he's not definitely not as bad as a Luke Brooks in in terms of the care factor. But he does love a laugh after um, full-time siren's gone. The brilliance was there to show in the second half. He was brilliant. He was setting people up. I've got no doubt his natural skill and ability. I mean, he picked up golf and won the New Zealand champs. He's uh, a junior champs, yeah, yeah, yeah. Athletic ability and stuff like that. But it's the, it's those those percentages above that. I think that he, he, it, it reminds me of the criticism that Sean Johnson used to get a lot 
that he can turn it on and off, but you know, when the game's on the line, can he come through? I don't know. I, I kind of agree with you with that care factor of Pogger, and maybe it's just who he is, but he doesn't seem like he lives and dies by the winning and losing, and that's what you want. If you're a Knights supporter and you've got the big ticket, Ponga, who, yeah, he might not be worth it from a playing to his salary. Sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't. But fuck, he is also, he brings a lot of players into the club. So he's he's a recruit. He's worth it, I think, in a holistic perspective. I want to see more what I saw from him in the second half. I, w- I want to see, um, yeah, I want to see him control the game in the dying moments and ice games. That, that was a, he had a terrible first half. But fuck me, he turned it around. Kind of like Asako last week. Yeah, yeah. look, I, I agree. He played well in the second half and he in, injected himself at important moments. But, yeah, he's a, he's a, the best player in a ninth to 11th team for mod. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, if, he, if they don't make the finals this year, Kalen Ponga, after a couple of, you know, on and off years with the... Cowboys, and then oh, no, no. four years in yeah. a handful of games. Four years with the Knights has played one finals game. Yeah. And again, you know, you could be looking at yourself like, fuck, I want to be, I want to be there at the big stage. Um, on to, I'm not going to talk too much about Tigers, Titans. Broncos, Cowboys was, for me, not high-level skill, but that crowd in Townsville was so loud. I'm like, I haven't seen or heard a rugby league crowd like that in two years. We haven't had that in our game. It was brilliant. They were, they were like electric for the for the derby last night. Um, yeah, it was looked like a full house. It was very close. Well, we're, we're capacity exhausted, they say now, which I don't know. I don't know what that actually means, but something like you can't fucking put a cup. It's not quite a proper capacity because of these bloody cough restrictions, but <clears throat> totally. I think it just shows how much a nice venue, nice stadium, and a good crowd can just add to the spectacle oh, so well. It's, we've, um, we've forgotten about it, haven't we? Yeah, and it's uh, they love their footy up there. Um I've said this, and I a few people have fucking put me back in my box about it. I've said, look, I actually felt sorry for the Broncos last night. I thought they played, they started to click together, and then they just lost that bit of momentum at the end, which ended up being a Val Holmes field goal. Um, it could have very easily been a win for them, and they'd be, they'd be on three wins, and so would the Cowboys. I mean, Cowboys are on four wins now. I mean, in a, in a pure sort of selfish uh way of thinking I sort of wanted Brisbane to win I think just to keep those having two teams on three wins mm. um just keeping that interest in that top eight uh run but yeah <clears throat> um I, I did I did th- I think the Broncos were starting to start to and click a little bit and Tyson Gamble at seven worked quite well with Milf mm. um to the day, uh, like you know, the brown Jesus of Tamalolo became the difference at the end. Where he and that try he scored, right? Vintage. But it was he wouldn't have scored that three years ago in terms. He no, he would have scored it, but it, he would have scored it a different way. He would have actually needed more power to get through the mm. team, mm. whereas he sort of just danced through them because mm. of the new rules. Now they are just so tired that mm. the contact wasn't there. Um, 
But yeah, lovely to see Tiamolo starting to it, get... It was a different good. Brown Jesus than I saw last week. He started to come good in the second half, as I think we talked about on the show last week. But he was he was jacked up. Like, you saw him. He was fired up. There's a lot of emotion coming out there. You feel like he's been waiting to put his good footy on the field for a long time. Um, and it's interesting. The Cowboys bounced back well. They had a home crowd. It makes me have some hope for the back half of the season when or if the Warriors can get... Uh, crowds back at Mount Smart because they mean so much. Um, and I tell you what, Valentine Holmes, having had a good look at him last week, this this it's starting to come together for him. But one thing I reckon's holding his back. Have you seen his thighs? Uh, yeah. They are fucking enormous. Too and, much leg, leg yeah, squat. And I think I did hear about this last year that his body wasn't in the right shape because he trained a year for the NFL. And I think what he would have done is an incredible amount of lower body weights and get the seat and the legs, you know, into in just a huge swollen position. And I think that's slowing him down. Like his caboose and his thighs would rival TPJ's. Like, yeah. he's got that bottom half running around. I feel like he just needs to, you know, get back a little bit to... I don't know how the fuck you just shed weight off your thighs. I feel like once you build it there, it's going to hang around for a while. But his his form is starting to come back. And then you, you have, you know, stars like Brown Jesus and Holmes, and you've got the beginnings of a pretty good team. Clifford does some nice things, doesn't he? Yeah, I was about to say Clifford played well last night. And drink water. <clears throat> I would, how would I explain drink water? He he's the nicest looking Runner. average player. Oh, he looks beautiful. Like his his running style. It's not gang young eyes. Put it that way. He's a beautiful no. across the field. He's a beautiful mover, isn't he? A beautiful mover. But then I'm like, when you look at him, if you just saw me like, oh, he's a great player. But then you see his results. They're getting better. Um, well, but I, I think right. the difference between last week and this week is they had Ben Hampton at halfback last week. Um, yeah. And I get it. They won a couple on the fly. Jake Clifford's boot. I know. How well was he hitting them? He So I think I knew this, but I actually didn't click until... So you can do a 2040, eh? Yeah. He almost got a 2040 last night. Has there been a 2040 before? It hasn't. That could have been the first. And it was beautiful athleticism by Coates to uh, rein that in. Um, speaking of which, I mean, there's a lot of debate about him going to the Storm, etc. cetera. And, and, and I had the opinion too that, okay, he's just a guy, a little bit athletic and stuff. But he's showing me more. He showed me a bit last week. He could be unbelievable for the Storm. That's a yeah, terrible loss for the Broncos. Just an absolutely terrible loss to lose him. He's just got such good athleticism. And he's strong. He's still got those rocks in his game, right? Occasionally he'll make a bad handing error or something like that. Um, uh, but yeah, look, I think, as we've said before, the Storm, uh, they... They, they do select and pick players uh, well. I mean, Ramus Smith, too. Like, you look, we're going back to thir- Thursday night game, which we haven't really touched on. Mm. But Ramus Smith, in terms of a buy, mm. he has been. Uh, and fantasy does sort of get you to focus on these people uh, mm. when, when your team. Mm. But he's just so, like, as a fantasy player, he's not great to have in your team because sometimes when 
The Stormer actually playing really well. He gets fuck all points. Yeah, he doesn't get. But he points. does. But he does a lot of good stuff that you don't mm. get like, fantasy points for. He's just solid as and again, he's he's perfect for the um that storm system. And Coates will come in and you know sometimes he won't get involved much. But then it's he, just you know, a he, great replacement for Arrow Car. Like look who they've got in last year. Like George Jennings couldn't get a club. And we saw George Jennings for the Warriors on loan, and we were like, hang on a minute, this guy's pretty good. He's done everything that's asked from him of a Storm winger. Same thing for Remus Smith. But then you look back at what the Storm, they always have a sh- like a centre with no little or no fanfare. You chase Blairs, they got out of nowhere. Brinko Lee. Um, they got that Ryan Morgan for a year. Like The Storm just, like, they know that, They've got 11 to 12 superstars and they can flick a couple of guys on 50 grand a year. Not to say that Ramos, I think he's got genuine talent. Yeah. But, um, fuck yeah, they they know how to build a team, don't they? You were telling me during the week Ramos actually took a pay cut. He did. I read wow. an article about it. I mean, who wouldn't take a pay cut to get out of the dogs and go to the storm? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, it was, it's, it's an interesting one. It's not like a normal career, I guess, in that mm. You know, you might be around for 30 years. You've sort of got 10 years in league. Yeah. I feel as though it'd be hard, I reckon, it'd be hard to justify, take, I don't know how much the pay well, cut I think is. That, but it, that it's also at the same time, you take a pay cut, but you're on big games, you know, every week on TV, people see you more. You know, people aren't going to watch Remus Smith at the Dogs, but they're going to watch yeah, you. So, and then he gets a bigger contract after that. Yeah, I guess so. So, but I'm, all I'm saying is, and then there's injury. It just, I, I've never been a professional footballer, so they haven't made those decisions. But I can imagine you would have to think a bit differently than sort of a normal career. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, last point on that game last night. I've said before I love the guy, but I think he's close to the most underrated player in in football. Herbie Farnworth. He can move. Like, he's all. He can. His, he's got twinkle toes. He can make a break. He's fucking puts in. He's one of the guys that gives every week for the Broncos. You'd want him in your team. Has he? What's his background? Has he got English heritage? He's English. He's, he's just blatantly English. He does not look English, does he? Yeah, uh, doesn't look. Uh, I guess you're right. Um, I mean. You know, very Queenslandy. As a sixteen-year-old, so he's been. I followed him on Instagram actually, so I sort of followed his um his uh, journey through into a new culture, mm. and you know, he really got looked after in Queensland, right? As you do if you're a league star, mm. um, by not just the you know like his management, but also the Fierasics up there really looked after him. I have um, doubt. Good looking. Uh, but, but I mean, he's a again. He's going to be, you're not going to be, you're going to have a bit of, if the Kiwis come up against him in a World Cup semi-final, he's going to be someone you're going to have to keep your eyes on, isn't he? Absolutely. Yeah. So, no, he's going to be, uh, he's, it's hard to, like, again, it's one of those things, how would he go in a, I don't know about his defence, maybe, um, how would he go in a, a better side? But, I mean, he's enjoying his time up there. He's from, uh, all I think so he's just enjoying the Brisbane weather beautiful I do like Herbie and if I was you know a club out there he would be a guy that I'd be targeting um, other points like we had we started off the week with a 50 point to nil drubbing and a 48 point to nil drubbing so we were like 
Oof. And I, I, both those games were fantastic to watch. Like, people go, oh, it's too one-sided. I loved watching the Storm put 50 points on the Rabbitohs, and I loved yeah, watching right. the Panthers put 48 points on the Sharks. Fuck you, Sharks, for doing what you did to John Morris. Ruin the season. Can the, can the Sharks win the spoon? God, that'd make me wild. If, if, I mean, they, I mean, it's not... You couldn't write it off. It's, it's in play. Yeah, it's in play. The Sharks are on four points, and the Dogs are on two. And the Tigers are on four, and the Broncos are on four. It's a lovely wee spoon battle this year, isn't it? It's a four-way spoon battle. I think the Sharks are now in that conversation. The question is whether dogs can get off two. Um, that's probably the only problem, you know? Well, the thing is, you know, the dogs have just got no points in them. They might be able to, you know, lull you into a an arm wrestle, but they don't have the points in them. So yeah. the Tigers have got points in them. The Broncos have got points in them. And the Sharks, despite Friday night, they've got points in them. And I think that the Dogs... Well, Sharks are actually, out of those four teams, a better team. Of course. But it's just whether or not they're fucking... I want them to win the spoon for yeah, that. It's, it's not right yeah. So we'll see. Uh, that'll be... The spoon battle will be an interesting one this year. And it's been a while since the Sharks had a spoon, too. You'd probably have to go back to the 80s. Yeah, I don't think I can remember one in my lifetime. Mm, maybe the eighties when we're just we were young kids in our nappies, we weren't watching Lee. Mm. Have now the rule is the great rule in the history of the premiership. If you have fifty points put on you, you cannot win the comp. Is this year a chance where that can get? Reversed, or are the bunnies gone based on that that hoodoo? I guess it's a chance, yeah. I, I'd say, I mean, the Rabbitohs are, I mean, it's this pan, at the moment, it's the Panther Storm, and then quite a bit of distance to the rap, well, Rabbitohs. And, wow. I think the Eels probably. Roosters are ahead of Eels still. No. No. It's the Eels, though. It's I the cult. I don't care. I, I think the Roosters now just there's too much. There's too much. Yes, they're going to play well, and you're not going to be no pushover. But I just yeah. don't think that. I think that the ceiling on the Eels this year is higher than the ceiling on the Roosters this year, and it doesn't mean that they're going to get it together because you know you've got a couple of loose units in the Eels team that can blow it for you anytime. Your Browns, your Moses, etc your Fergos. But I think the ceiling, if the Eels click, I feel like it's a higher ceiling than this Roosters team who are missing fucking half their team. And what, so what's the, I didn't, what is it, hopefully you know, what's the, the deal on Nathan Brown? Is he a chance to come back this year? I, what happened? He did like a, oh, some sort of leg injury the week before. Oh, no, it's a, it's a two to three week thing. It's nowhere near as bad as... Is that okay, yeah, that's... Um, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, I saw some nice touches from Nico Hines on Friday night. He had some breaks and stuff. Is he a six? Like, is he a natural six? Do you think... Look, I put this on the agenda this morning, and I, I was very close to actually last week saying how I don't think he's that good. Um... He does that fucking haircut, and when he when I first saw him, I'm just like, "What's going on with this guy? Because mm. he thinks he's that bloody '80s Kevin Sorbo or something." Mm. Um, 
Shout out to Hercules. And, and then some of his stuff, I guess one problem with uh, poor old Hines is he comes in, you know, a few, like he has to come in after Pappenhausen. So mm. you're, you're judging him against, in that same jersey, against the guy that's just playing like a gazelle. But he was very nice on Friday, Thursday night. Again, tough, tough to, when you're up 50 nil. Yeah, there's some nice touches. Nice okay, touches. what I'm saying is, I mean, firstly, I think there might be a little bit of drink water in him. I think we're talking quite two similar players. Is yeah. Nico Hines a halves target for some of these clubs that are like, fuck, we just don't have a, you know, we don't have a six. So say, let's just say the Dragons, who are going to go, okay, do we have to re-sign fucking Corey Norman, that absolute fucking idiot, or do we go? Let's throw some money at Nico Hines and play him at six. Uh, Nico Hines to me is a totally a player that will not look good outside of storm carrying a team or yeah, outside. Yeah. Of, yeah, I mean, if you're desperate, maybe, but I think Dragons don't need to. I mean, God, they won't sign Norman again, will they? But at least you know what you're going to get, I guess. If the Hines... Dragons don't sign Norman, are there any other clubs out there dumb enough to sign Norman? God, oh. Dogs, I guess. Yeah, you can't ever rule the dogs out, can you? Tigers? All the Tigers. Let go of Brooks. Oh, Brooks. Uh, they just, they've just... It's, it's not good for Madge's health to be coaching this this Tigers team. I mean, the guy looks... Uh, he does not look healthy. He does not take a loss well, Michael Maguire. Um, you're going to magic around. That's the way they can turn that club around right now is they got to get rid of him. Brooks. Yeah. It's just not a good... It's not good optics for anyone to see that fucking plain-faced cunt run out every week. It's just... He's so bad. I mean, I'm, there's a Tigers guy that I know, Trent. Shout out to him. And I'm like... And he sort of tried to... Support uh, he tried to support. Oh, Brooks hang on, they'll go. Picked... Oh, but two years ago he was third in the Daily M. Three years ago, yeah, the Daily M's fucking rigged. Uh, and uh, and then, but he texts me last night and goes, "Yeah, you're right. He's fucking shit. God, he's bad." So, uh, and, and I've even watched him quite a bit, right? Because I've said, "Am I crazy here? Is he actually quite good?" Now I've said this: his kicking game isn't too bad. Mm. But yeah, that's it. Let, let's. Not, I don't want to talk about Luke Brooks anymore on the show. Doesn't deserve it. Um, next week is Magic Round. This is this is the schedule. Okay, you listening? Friday at six p.m. The pub game, Tigers Knights. Now that's going to be an. This is, these are all at Suncorp. That's going to be a. You know that just gets you into Magic Round. Okay, so yep. then there's a late game at eight o'clock. Actually, no, it's always eight o'clock. Manly Broncos. There'll be some. There'll be a good level of feeling for that. That's good football. Then yep. you've got, you know, it's like when you go to a festival and you you're obviously going to have a big night on the Friday night, and then you're pretty rough the next morning, and then you miss the first couple of acts. Well, this is the act that you might miss: Dogs Raiders. No, but you're still no, going to watch it. I, I I have to be there because I'm going with Pierce and Jocko. You know, oh, Pierce. Dogs. Dogs, yeah. And then I've got Raiders man, you know, Jocko, you met him at the Favelli that night. Yeah. yeah. So I've got, and those two hate each other in a league. So I definitely need to be there for that. Yeah. 
Fantastic. Sharks Rabbitohs on Saturday uh, five thirty. That's a premium well, slot. And well, I mean, well, look if you thought the matchmakers like if you both teams coming, both teams coming off fifty nil. If you if you were like Dana White here, you could do some better matchmaking than these, couldn't you? Fuck me. No, but that's what you want to do at Magic, right? You want to have the shit uh, matchups because people are going to beat them anyway. Roosters, Cowboys, that'd be a good game. Yeah, well, actually, tell my likeness. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing Brown Jesus. $4 the Cowboys are paying. Oh, that's it'll be that's a, that's the game of Saturday in terms of quality. Yeah, that's that's not bad. Mm. Um, Warriors Eels Sunday one fifty p.m. <sighs> that's like a big game for our club in that's terms a big of big game for our club. Like to show that we can that maybe not contenders, but we can push the yeah you know, yep. even if we push the top four. Yeah. <clears> oh, <throat> here goes here goes another fifty point drumming. Sunday at four, Storm Dragons. Jesus. That is going to be, Pappenhausen will be back. That's going to be a big one. Big score. That's, that's going to be, imagine, imagine it's just going to be festival. Yep. Just, do you, just, do you remember them last year? Or was it, no, do you remember Magic Round two years ago when yeah. Pappenhausen had his coming out party and they put 50 yeah. on the Panthers, was it? That was Eels, Eels. Eels. Yeah, 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 yeah. Quite. So Magic Round didn't go ahead last year, did it? Obviously. Yeah, it's cough based. Um, <clears throat> and then Sunday night, six twenty-five, Titans Panthers. That's okay. It's okay. Yeah. When do you get there? When do you get to Magic? Friday morning. And uh, then go straight to a coffee shop and get the Courier Mail with Pierce and do our push game with them. On nice. all teams. Now, are you? You obviously lived in, in, you live in Brisbane. Um, are you teeing up all of your old league mates down there in Brisbane? You yeah, bump Farrells, you Clint um, Doolins of the world. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The Artie Beatsons, Big Artie. Nice. <clears throat> so sure. that'll be on. Uh, yes, yeah, it's going to be good fun, and hopefully, yeah, I don't know what it's going to be. My first magic, so um, I can't. I mean, fuck. If it was, look. Just on the basic principles, mm-hmm. eight first grade games yeah. at one ground mm-hmm. with lots of pubs and restaurants and shit around the ground in a decent city for entertainment. Yeah, you do the math. Like, basic principles are there, and then it's just the atmosphere. Like, fuck it, yeah, it'll look after I'd, I'd be very, if you could keep a food diary for me from Friday okay. to Sunday and just jot it down, and I wouldn't mind if, if you can take the listeners through that next week. And I, I mean, from as soon as you land, I want to know everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, that, okay. that, that would be I good. Mean, you see, the greens would be there. Being well, we'll look. Um, you'd be you'd be eating a lot of the beige food groups, won't you? Quite. Oh, yeah, on a footy trip. You know, if you go to like pubs and stuff, you've had three or four beers. Yeah. Something about the human brain does, or you know, the metabolism doesn't attract you to spinach or broccoli. Absolutely not. Um, okay, so picks for picks for this afternoon. It's a beautiful day here in Sydney, Portier. Is it? Wow, and, uh, Lotto Land or all of that. Brookvale's going to look a picture. Brookvale probably going to be quite boggy though. We've had a lot of rain during the week, some big rain, and that hopefully will slow down. Um, 
Mr. Glass, Tom Dubrovich. They're missing a couple of key forwards. They should, you know what? They should probably rest them today because on a on a muddy sort of turf and and wet after and then some sun on it, that's when you can sort of do those soft tissue injuries. So mainly should probably rest them, I reckon. Mm, I would love that. Eagles, Warriors, who you got? Eagles. I know you're just going to just... I just have a feeling about today, and I think the Warriors do it up the middle. sake. I really do. No to Powell, no Josh LOA. Their forward pack is disintegrated, yeah, and you can't go forward without go forward. And I feel hurt. like we can beat them up the middle. We've got Bailey in the second row mm-hmm. with... Who's out of the second row? Uh, Curran. Toll's back. Katoa's pulled out with an injury. He's been replaced by Murchie. On the four, on the, on the bench. Yeah. Murchie actually has to have a big game because he was disappointing his last one. Yeah, so you've got um, Curran and then Torhu and Bailey. I don't mind there's a back three, but oh yeah, there's a uh, back row. Um, mm-hmm. Is Ewan Aiken back? Uh, he's still on an extended bench, as is, as is Chanel. Yeah. Okay, okay. So, look. There's a few, going to be some late mail that'll be um, interesting. Yep, Eagles by 12. Okay, Dragons, Bulldogs. This was my preseason spoon battle. It's actually, now you say it, that's actually worth watching. Um, can dogs win that? No, they can't. Dogs can win that. No, they can't. Dogs dogs can win that. It's It's at Cogra. God. Okay. Now, I feel like this is actually DWZ, Cottridge, Hopawati, Corey Allen, Meany. And then I guess you go to halves at Averillo and Flanagan. Thompson, Katoa, Sia, Manify, Elliot, Chris Smith, Corey. Oh my God. That's a horrible first first grade team. Yeah. Sorry, um, Dogs fans. Um, but the Dragons should be able to put you away here with Norman Hunt and McCulloch um, with Dufty at the back. The spine just... This is, this is a perfect game for Norman to start looking good. Absolutely. Um, no Zach Lomax, no Cody Ramsey. So we're both going to go Dragons, are we? Yep. Well, happy Mother's Day out there. Go the Warriors. That would be a big win if we could get out to Brookie and, and win, which I think we've only won there once before ever, maybe twice. Yeah, I remember. I remember the one where Stacy Jones, Jones and yeah, yeah. Jesse Will played phenomenally that day. Yeah, he, he played well. He got an offload. All right, mate. Well, yeah, food diary at magic. Maybe a few yep. interviews if you see, you know, a few, uh, a few different fans. Maybe some audio. That'd be interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do that. Yep. And uh, until then, you gotta love your league. Gotta love your league. If he leaves me now, it takes away the biggest part of me. Takes away the biggest part